Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the KSR Pre-Show on Talk Radio 1080. Now, here's Shannon the Dude and Billy Rutledge. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the KSR Pre-Show. Wednesday, June 8th, I'm Billy Rutledge, along with Shannon the Dude. Give us a call on the Clark's Pump and Shop phone line. It's 502-571-1080 or text in at 502-414-1724. Another beautiful day here in Lexington. I'm Billy Rutledge, along with Shannon the Dude, who is in Louisville, What's up, my man? How are you? Doing well, man. Really excited about today's KSR show because if you want to talk about a guy who is loved universally by Big Blue Nation, Tom Hart is without a doubt that guy. So looking forward to a couple of hours with Tom Hart later on today. But uh, I got to tell you, yesterday yesterday was was one of those shows that I always look forward to, Billy. Because, yes. you know, after seven years of those guys guest hosting, I think that most of our fan base has finally understood what the part of my take guys do what their Mm. shtick is kind of who they are but i will tell you just a little behind the scenes i had a couple of callers who were very upset with the guys because they were saying will you please tell them that our coach's name is not jim it's john calipari (laughs) not jim calipari and i had to say ma'am i think they understand that i think the idea is to kind of get you know our fan base riled up a little riled bit. Up. She's yes. like, well, it's that's working. The They're doing their job. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of what they do, man. That's that's who they are. That's what they do. So I think that maybe there were some people listening yesterday who had never previously heard the part of my take, guys, and they really thought that uh, PFT Commenter and Big Cat had no idea what our coach's name was. Yeah, it's always fun to see the reaction from the KSR fan base, Shannon. You say most people may have figured it out by now, but it still divides pretty much the fan base in half when these guys come on. Uh, I thought it was a bit of a slow start, honestly, with some of their jokes. But when you got Harvey to finally call in, <laughs> when Edie called in, Kentucky Joe even had a song for him later in the show. Then you really got the ball rolling there with those guys. Can I tell you that I actually think that was one of Kentucky Joe's better songs? Oh, the the slam dunk, I yeah, think is what it was I mean, called. Usually I feel like Kentucky Joe is just BSing his way through the song. Like he doesn't have any prepared lyrics or he, he's just kind of riffing, right? Yeah. You know, kind of improving. Um, but I think yesterday it, it almost sounded like he had prepared lyrics and, and kind of laid the song out and was ready to go. Yeah, we had a bit of a chorus too, right? Yeah. Like the slam dunk, Kentucky yeah. Wild, a theme in the song as well. <laughs> so Kentucky Joe definitely came prepared. I think Matt had his ducks in a row for this show and had some of the some of the frequent callers ready to call in for this one. Yep, uh, Edie's call yesterday was good. Of course, uh, the part of my take guys love T.J. Smith. They love yep. talking to him whenever they can get him TJ. on the air. Harvey talking about auras and like frequencies that we all have at one point. I I lost him for a second, but it does, you know, I I think it makes sense to a degree. We're all connected by nature, right? Mm -hmm. This isn't the movie Avatar, but hell, I mean, we're all, we're all in this together. Yeah. Harvey basically saying that Calipari recruits based off the energy, energy and auras (laughs) that are surrounding these players. And I don't know if John Calipari or Jim Calipari as uh, the part of my take guys would come. I don't, I don't know if he looks at, uh, 
you know, a particular player and says, all right, this guy has a great aura about him. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, a guy like Oscar, I'm sure he has a great aura around him. He's always smiling. He's always in a good mood, upbeat type guy. Apparently, Bobby Huggins didn't see that aura, though. He didn't no, see that. He, he, was, uh, he was not the hardest worker, apparently, at West yeah. Virginia. Yeah, I, I think there's some truth into that, Shannon. I think, you know, those type A personalities, there's not light coming off of their head, but, you know, they're infectious. You know, they can take over a room. You mentioned Oscar Sheway. I think that's a great example with his positivity. I'll throw in Will Levis, who was a guest with those guys yesterday and really seemed to get the shtick, right? He seemed like a, a longtime listener of the show and even leaned into the fact that, what, he would smell grass before he goes out there and mm-hmm. plays football? Mm-hmm. So Will Levis, one of those guys, I think may have that kind of aura. Can I give you another little behind-the-scenes thing here with Please. Will Levis yes. yesterday? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that was an approved call. Oh, you don't yeah. think that was through no. Susan Lacks? I know it wasn't. I know, I know it wasn't because I got a text that said, uh, who approved this? This needs to go through me before he gets on the oh, air. Oh, no. And I was like, look, I, my hands are clean. I didn't call the guy. I didn't set this up. This was obviously set up with the part of my take guys and Will Levis. The hotline lights up. I answer the phone. It's Will Levis. I put him on. I just assumed that it was approved through, you know, that we go, we went through all the hoops and proper channels <laughs> to get him on the air. I had no idea, but uh, yeah, I got a text going. Yeah, that can't happen in the future. And so. all that headway we've made over the last couple <laughs> weeks trying to get Cal on KSR and the KSR it wasn't pre-show. Me. It wasn't me. I didn't uh, do it. Just thrown down to the drain after yep. Will Levis makes an appearance. Well, I, I do want to say one thing real yeah. quick. You know, uh, I was out and about yesterday. I, I did have. Most people coming up and saying that they really like the part of my take show. Mm-hmm. I had, I was at Meyer taking back some coffee because, you know, Billy, when I go shopping, it's always a disaster. I always pick up the <laughs> wrong thing. And over the years, I've become a coffee drinker. Okay. And, and so I go out and usually Sarah goes out and does the grocery shopping. She's out of town. So I had to go out and get my own coffee. What do I do? I come back with the whole beans. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so not the ground coffee. <laughs> yeah. So I had to return my whole bean coffee to Meyer. I guess because I'm too lazy to find a blender and grind yeah, my own beans. Yeah, you can't grind your own beans? No, it's way too much effort. It's just much easier to go make the exchange. So I'm going back to Meyer yesterday, and I'm stopped by the guy who is uh, working out in the parking lot, you know, pushing the uh, the carts and collecting all the carts, carts there in. together. Yep. Uh, and his name was Jeremy. I told him I'd give him a shout-out. So Jeremy, he stopped me and said, hey, I loved Harvey's call yesterday with the part of my take guys and loved the show. So uh, everywhere that I went yesterday, the people that I talked to, it was universal praise for the part of my take, guys. Even though there is a part of our fan base, like you said, Billy, that kind of still divides us. But uh, everywhere that I went yesterday, everybody loved the, the show. Well, shout out to Jeremy and shout out to the part of my take, guys, for another successful year. Hopefully we can make it eight years in a row when they come back to guest host next year. And, and that's just incredible to think about. Eight years in a row those guys have been coming in. Yeah. Uh, they even got to dig in on Shade and Sharp too. I knew that was coming. So <laughs> the fan base just had to be well, ready. You know, for they, it at they that changed point. their position. They were saying, you know, uh, if, if we're wrong, we've been wrong over the years. That Calipari is on the hot seat. We think he's doing a great job. He's getting all these guys into yeah. the NBA, and of course, they they know how to just dig at UK fans. That's a great coaching job for a guy to go to the NBA without ever playing a minute in college <laughs> basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's the sign of a remarkable coach right there. 502-571-1080. So uh, the KSR guest host today will be Tom Hart, the SEC Network play-by-play announcer. Uh, claim to fame with Big Blue Nation is all these references from KSR that he will sneak into his broadcast. And Shannon, I've actually gone through a lot of Tom Hart's best references, KSR references on yeah. a television broadcast, yeah. and I've combined them into one compilation. So I we're going to play that a little bit later in the show to get you ready for Tom Hart and KSR.
But today we'll hit on some sports topics, some Kentucky stuff. Um, we got some Duke hiring a GM for their basketball program. We'll get into that a little bit and things like that. But Shannon, um, so this week I am training in the new building here in Lexington. Ooh. We've talked about this. So yeah. we're transitioning into new buildings, not just here in Lexington, but also you in Louisville. You're going to be going into a new building uh, within this calendar year. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. Yeah. Sam, you laugh. <laughs> yeah, and, maybe. I mean, I think it's still going to happen. They're going to have to do it at some point here. Here's the thing, though, Shannon. I'm a little overwhelmed learning this new equipment, right? You got a, you got a big board in front of you, all these new shiny buttons. You got to figure out what they, what they do, learn what they do, and get ready before these UK games start. But the new thing is there are no phones in these new studios. As much as you what? complain about not having phones, we have zero phones in these new studios. It actually works through a computer program that you have to work through. So there is not a phone that you can pick up or dial or pick up and answer. You actually have to go through another computer. And Shannon, we're just, you know, we streamline into this process of everything's on computers now. You know, maybe this is a blessing for you as you've not had good phone system for the last 10 years of KSR. Well, anything would be better than these two pieces of junk that are in front of me right now. They call, people call up and it sounds like they're calling from the moon. I can't hear you. I cannot understand a single. I can tell there's something on the other end of the line, but I can't hear what it is. So hopefully that will get rid of this issue. But you're telling me there's no phone. So how are you? You're just what? Going through a, a computer? Somebody yeah, got, calls in, it goes through a computer, I and got like answer three, that way? Yeah, I got three monitors going on, and there's a computer program in which, I guess when people dial the number, it goes into this program. So I can see what number is dialing me. I can write in right then and there the name and possibly the comment they would want to make, and then it goes instantly to the person that's hosting the show. It's supposed to streamline everything, Shannon. Since we've been using you know, 1980s radio equipment in this building for the last 20 years. Maybe you're a little bit more upgraded over in 1080 in Louisville, but we're, we're streamlining into the new age, Shannon. I just feel like we're going to have a lot of problems before we actually start to figure this equipment out. No, oh, I'm sure it'll be technical difficulties to the max, but Hey, if we've learned anything over the years, we know that it wouldn't be KSR without technical issues. So I, I, I don't know. What do you think? How long is it going to take you to learn this new system? Is it just the phone system or is it like a completely different board? It's completely a different board, Shannon. It's completely different. Um, the Bahamas trip is, is going to be a test because they have what four games in five days. Yeah. And, and so almost back to back to back. That's going to be the testing ground to see if we're going to be able to get ready for the football season. But, Shannon, it starts next week. Wow. They move me out of this building next week. So I'll be doing the morning show, maybe not on Monday or Tuesday, but Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll either be doing it at a remote location or from these new studios. So uh, just be prepared for technical difficulties oh, yeah, in I'm the sure. future. Well, well, listen, man, I, you probably don't even realize this, but like for the first, I want to say, six or seven years of KSR, I ran the show off a virtual board and what i mean is it was on a computer screen you could touch it like you know on on your screen to to move up the volume levels but the the levels went in chunks and what i mean by that is there was no like there was a a level five and a level 10 but nothing in between so you had like five little blocks and each block represented it you know uh x amount of volume Mm-hmm. But you could never get like in between there. So like if you had sometimes you would have a song that's too loud on four, but then too low on three and there was no in between. So if I can get through a virtual board on KSR like I did for six or seven years of this show, I think we'll be OK with the new technology. Now, we're going to be blasting into the future with this one, Shannon. It, it's just there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. I can imagine there's a little delay, too, if you're using a, a, a digital board. Yeah. Am, am I right there? Uh, 
Uh, you talking about the one that I used to run? I don't. Yeah. Even, I don't even know. It was a. It was a mess. Thankfully, they finally got me something that's like a you know physical board in front of me. But uh, yeah, there was. That's the early days of KSR. There was a lot of hiccups and a lot of issues with that. So, well, most people can remember their first smartphone, Shannon. Maybe their yeah. first cell phone. A lot of times, yeah. we're being blasted into this new digital age here at iHeartRadio. So, the technical difficulties are to come. Five zero two five seven one ten eighty. If you'd like to join us here on the KSR pre-show this Wednesday edition of the show, we'll take our first break. Come back and dive into some of the sports topics of the day. Now back to the KSR pre-show on Talk Radio ten eighty. Welcome back. This Wednesday edition of the show, it's Billy and the Dude. KSR is next from 10 a.m. to noon. It'll be Tom Hart that takes over. You know, one thing I forgot to mention yesterday. Uh, What's that? In preparation for the part of my take show, the part of my take takeover on KSR, was the time that we had the guys there with us in New York at a remote, and you were producing the show, and I believe you oh my said God. something over the, uh, the, the, the PA system there. And unbeknownst to you, it went throughout the entire bar, the entire restaurant, all three levels of it. They had to pipe through three different levels of this massive bar that we were in in New York. And uh, you, you thought you were just talking to them in, in their headsets, but you were blasting that out to everybody. You know, our topic yesterday of what have you done to get fired from a job? Yeah. What I said that day probably should have gotten me fired from my job. <laughs> Honestly, after what happened, a uh, uh, famous three-letter phase that the part of my take guys used to have with their listeners, I tried to say into their ear, ended up going over three stories of a bar in New York City that everybody heard and gasped, I believe, yeah, when, uh, when yeah. I said it. Were, I, were you in the bar when that happened? Oh, yeah, there? I was right there next to him. I'm like, oh my God. I think I'm the one that said, hey, dude, uh, you're not just talking to them. You're talking to about uh, 300 people. Oh, my God. <laughs> this bar right now. Talk about embarrassing moments of my life. Not just driving <laughs> a picker into the lake. It was also. Yeah, that was worse than driving a picker, a ball picker in a golf range in a lake. I mean, and then I apologized to them, and Matt screamed that I should be apologizing to him about it, and then, oh, it was a whole it was a whole thing. I thought I'd lost my job, but that was back when I was hanging up on kids, Shannon, remember, oh, remember we were trying that, to do yeah. contests, I'm hanging up on kids. Wasn't I'm, there some poor kid that was driving all the way down to Florida with his dad, and you had some kind of contest, and he was the winner, or, or maybe one of the winners that was in contention, and you hung up on him? Yes, he was one of the five contestants, and as we went down the phone lines to get to the next caller, I would hang up on each caller <laughs> instead of putting him on hold. Well, that may be us when we get this new phone line equipment. <laughs> Probably, yes. It, it is going to be us for at least a little bit of time. But he ended up, I think it was Harper, uh, the, the little kid, he actually ended up getting tickets because nice. they made a video complaining about me hanging <laughs> up on them. So Squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? It, yeah, exactly. It all works out for everybody. 502-571-1080 if you'd like to join the show this morning. Let's talk about a little UK, Shannon, because Oscar Shibway is back. He is back from the Congo after visiting his mom. So that means all 10 scholarship players for Kentucky men's basketball is on campus. We got a picture of Oscar talking with the guys, his teammates yesterday. And one thing stood out to me, Shannon, and that was Damian Collins in the background. Our, our boy Damian Collins, remember the 5,000 calorie challenge yes. that he's been on? Yes. And the one that I tried that I had to cheat by eating Girl Scout cookies the night or the, as soon as midnight happened right. and then went to sleep and then was able to eat the rest of the, the calories. I got it done, but my man Damian Collins is getting it done as well. When he came to Lexington, Shannon, he was 185 pounds. Now, according to Kyle Tucker, he is up to 210 pounds. Jeez. 
Wow. Well, I guess that's what happens when you eat 5,000 calories every day. I mean, you did it for one day. Imagine having to do that for every day of your life. But I mean, that's good, man. I mean, if he's going to get under, underneath the goal and, you know, bang around with some of those guys, he now, I feel like, has the body to do that. Before, he would just kind of get pushed out of the way and, you know, have to adapt his game for for his size and his weight that he had. But now I feel like he can maybe go underneath and, uh, and you know, push around some of those guys. Yeah, a couple protein shakes, a couple home record burritos. Our man Damian Collins is bulking up. And, you know, I think... Very rightly so, Shannon. I mean, I feel like he's going to play a huge role in this team as much as Oscar Shibway was the 20 and 15 rebound machine that he was almost every game. I almost expect his production to drop from last year. And so I feel like there is going to be a role for Damian Collins in this year to really step up and maybe prove himself to some NBA scouts. Yeah, I mean, what the season that Oscar had last year, I don't think there's any way you do that back to back. I mean, that was an unbelievable. I mean, it's special season that you just, you're not going to have that every year. Again, record breaking season. So I think that, you know, we should have the expectation of we're going to get consistency from Oscar. We're probably going to get our, you know, 10 or 11 rebound game, but don't expect the man to go out there and get 20 rebounds every single game. I mean, he didn't do that every game last year, but it felt like every other game he was in contention to get 20 rebounds or more a night. And we had the game where he had what was it 30? Or 29? Uh, 29 or 28, yeah. I think I thought it was. Yeah, so I think we're going to have you know big things from Oscar. The great thing about him was last year he was the one guy that gave us consistency. We knew night in and night out exactly what we were going to get from Oscar. So I would just say, um, you know, maybe temper your expectations. You're going to see a little bit of a, a different look offensively, I think, from Oscar because we've talked about him getting feedback from the NBA that they want him to work on an outside shot. So That's right. I, I'm really looking forward to Oscar for three instead of underneath, but uh, like I've said before, even if he misses those threes, I'm pretty confident he's going to get his own rebound, so I think we'll we'll be good with Oscar shooting some threes. You know, you say temper your expectations. You're right. You know, we came into the season last year not really knowing what to expect from him. He had was on the team for an extended amount of time. He had joined the team the season before in practice, but for him to come out there and just do what he did, and on a consistent basis like that, uh, consensus national player of the year for a reason. Now, another thing that came up on this picture of Oscar Shibwe coming back from the Congo was Cal's comment at the end of his tweet saying that, you know, he's excited for the Bahamas and that they've told him that they've sold as many Bahamas tickets in less than a week than they did entirely in 2018. Mm, really? Wow. Can you believe that, Shannon, yeah, the dude? Uh, can I believe it? Honestly, no. <laughs> no. But, I mean, if that's what he's reporting, I guess I will believe him. I'll, like we say, trust in Cal. But that's that's hard to believe, and we talked about how much those Bahamas packages are, over $6,000, and if you bring a family of four, well, forget about it. I mean, you're... You you're know, in the give, 10, 11,000 range up, You're giving point. up uh, a big part of your life savings for some people. So, yeah, it's just hard to believe that they've sold that many tickets for a trip that's that expensive. Maybe they have, though. Maybe people are just, you know, finally over the pandemic from the last couple of years. They're, you know, maybe haven't been on a vacation for two or three years, and now they're just ready to... to go all out on this Bahamas trip. Yeah, and maybe it helps that you can buy single-game tickets without having to buy the package, right? You know, how Baja Mar is going to be significantly more expensive than the place that they've been previously. Maybe that's what more people are doing. I find it hard to believe they've sold more than a week than the entire 2018 time. Yeah, I was there in 2018. I mean, there wasn't... There was a few people there. It wasn't overly crowded or anything like that. So, I mean, maybe so. Because, I mean, like I said, thinking back to 2018, there weren't as many people there as you might have thought before we went on that trip. Well, yeah, maybe people are trying to uh, jones in to get out, too. Right, yeah, Shannon? Right. I mean, we've been inside for so long, so maybe a trip to the Bahamas is the medicine 
that many of us need. Uh, one more topic, and then uh, we'll probably hit another break here on the KSR pre-show. This this hit this one hits close to home. The University of Duke is hiring a general manager to manage their NIL deals for the basketball program, mm, Shannon. Yeah. Currently, Duke has the number one recruiting class in 2022 and 2023. They just hired away Jay Lucas from Kentucky, but now they've hired Rachel Baker as their general manager. She's had several years at Nike leading the EYBL event strategy, as well as its WNBA and NBA athlete integration program. This seems like a, a home run hire for Duke, someone that can, um, this is her position as described, Baker will specialize in helping players enhance their personal and professional skill sets, capitalize on strategic partnerships, including NIL opportunities, and work to support players in the navigating opportunities and challenges of NIL. This seems like maybe uh, T.J. Beisner's role on steroids, Shannon, but yeah. do you feel like Kentucky could use a GM? Well, I mean, I think, first of all, T.J. Beisner does a great job with the NIL, so I wouldn't uh, suggest replacing him. But I think that this is a very creative hire from Duke, you know, kind of stepping outside the box. I think that most schools probably have somebody that's dedicated to dealing with the NIL with players and helping them along the way and making sure all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed. Right. But I think that bringing in somebody who is experienced, like Duke has, is, is like you said, taking it to another level. Um, because if we're being honest about it, most people – at, at these schools that have uh, been put in this position to handle NIL uh, deals probably have no real prior experience in it. So now you bring in somebody like Duke has with a GMer uh, who has, what you say, seven years experience. I mean, that takes it to a completely different level. They're already ahead of the game when it comes to NIL when you bring in somebody like that with that much experience. Yeah, working with the EYBL circuit, the WNBA, the NBA, you know, it reminds me of Louisville's hire where they you got the son of the guy working at the Jay-Z Rock Corporation. Right. I mean, this is relating to young people. This is getting prepared for the future. Let's see if Kentucky does something similar. We'll take a break and come back here on the KSR Free Show. Welcome back. It's Billy and the Dude, Shannon and Billy. It's the KSR pre-show on this Wednesday edition. I just spun the music roulette wheel and came up with Fat Bottom Girls. There's no, right. there's no rhyme or reason for me playing this. Sometimes I'm like, all right, we're coming back in five seconds. You got to pick something to come back with. Yeah, I was I was curious on how this related to the show. It doesn't. But... <laughs> well, I'll tell you how it relates to it. Ryan Lemond. Uh, this is one of his favorite songs, so that's how we tie it into KSR. He loves this song. I play this on the afternoons in uh, Lexington on Double Q, and he every time I play it and he's listening, he always sends me a text. He loves this song. Well, tell me, Shannon, how did that get started? Was it something that the KSR guys requested, or it was just something that you needed to play music coming back in, and you just happened to tie it in with the topics that they were talking about? Uh no, I mean, nobody really requested it. I think that I just got bored of playing the same bumper music over and over on a loop, so I was like, you know what? Just to entertain myself, I'm just going to come back with songs that are sort of, uh, you know, relevant to whatever we're talking about. Because in the early days of KSR, I barely got to talk. You think that I, I barely get to talk now on KSR? In the early days, they barely let me say a word. So I was like, oh, if I'm not going to get to talk, I'll just uh, insert myself into this uh, this show by playing some, you know, relevant music. Well, it, it just sounds, sort of took off. It sounds like Matt expected you to be a host on the very first oh, day. Yeah, yeah. And I, then he just said he knew he wasn't so, going to talk to you after I that. I had no <laughs> idea. Yeah, exactly, right? So they threw me into the fire, basically. They're like, hey, you want to produce this show called KSR? And I had heard of it, but I never really listened to KSR. 
And then I come in there day one. It's Matt and myself. That's it. And I thought I was just in there to push buttons and play music and come back from commercial breaks, right? Right. He starts like throwing me into like the conversation. I'm like, I didn't prepare. I didn't, I was not ready for this. And of course I was terrible. And that led to Matt going, I can't work with this guy. You need to find me somebody else. I'm like, look, man, I had no idea about this. So it all worked out though. Yeah, stood your ground. And now look where you are today. Yeah. Hosting the KSR free show. (laughs) Exactly. Got your own show now. Yeah, exactly. Well, with, you know, with, and three the other overconfident ones. backup producer. And two other ones in the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And two other ones in the afternoon. 502-571-1080. Uh, wake up, people. Let's get a couple phone calls on the line here on this KSR pre-show. Shannon, let's talk some money here because I, I've seen some stories in the sports world that it's kind of been eye-popping. And one really came from the KSR Facebook page. I've really enjoyed being a part of that bond that bridge, yes. so to speak, group. Yeah, and yeah all the positivity that they like to share there. But they shared a graphic about Dustin Johnson and Tiger Woods that I have to share with you, Shannon. You know about this live golf, this this new Saudi league that is enticing many of the world's top athletes to play. It's going to start this weekend, actually, in London. It's a team-based event. But Dustin Johnson is accepting $125 million just to play, Shannon. So not to win, yeah. just to compete. So $125 million just to play, that is more than Tiger Woods's total earnings on the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods, the greatest golfer, one of the best golfers of all time, if not the greatest, has made a total of $121 million on the PGA Tour. Dustin Johnson's going to surpass that by just playing in this next event in London. Is that not insane to you, Shane? That is insane. Now, I'll be honest with you. What I've learned about this entire Saudi uh, you know, uh, golf situation, I've learned through Matt Jones. So I haven't done a whole lot of reading on this myself, but is it true that if you play in the Saudi uh, league, for lack of a better term, are you allowed to come back to the States and play again, or is your career here over? Because we've so, talked about that. You know, Would that go to court? Would they allow you to come back and play? What's the situation on that? So the PGA Tour is saying that they will not allow these athletes to compete in their events, but the PGA Tour is not the end-all, be-all. The USGA came out yesterday and said that players that are in the Saudi Tour – can compete in the upcoming U.S. Open. So here's the thing, Shannon. If the USGA is saying that they can compete in majors, I think we're going to see a lot more players go to the Saudi Tour because the PGA Tour can bar you from the PGA Championship, but that's the only major they can bar you from. Besides that, they hold, they have all their other tournaments, but that's not those tournaments don't really matter to the top players. Now this is money versus morality, right? Because I, isn't there? A, yes. Uh, you can fill in the blanks here. The guy who's kind of organizing all of this, the guy like the the head man over in Saudi, isn't he uh, allegedly a, a murderer? Well, yes. I mean, even if you take the words directly from Phil Mickelson, is somebody that's murdered a, a journalist in the past and and some done some other things. So even taking it from the horse's mouth and players that are competing, you could look at this as blood money, Shannon, that mm-hmm. players are accepting. But $125 million for DJ just to play. I got to tell you, that would be hard to say no. <laughs> now, Tiger's made a ton of endorsement deals, don't get me wrong, but yeah. that's the career earnings on the PGA Tour. Bill Mickelson is accepting $200 million ah, man. just to play in this You go tour. over there, you play, it doesn't even matter if you win, you make that kind of money, you're done anyway. I mean, I know a lot of these guys still want to play competitively, but if I'm going over there, I'm making $200 million, I wouldn't even care if the PGA would have me back. I would be like, I'm done. I'm going to take my $200 million, sit on this, and enjoy a nice, luxurious life. Well, Shannon, you're uh, if if anybody on the KSR group, you're the one that would do it for a dollar, right? I mean, you you like your money. 
So here's the thing. Tiger Woods was offered close to a billion dollars, Shannon. The high-end nine figures Tiger Woods was offered to compete on this Saudi tour. That is unbelievable, man. Is he going to say yes or no? No, no. he's not. No, Tiger is... It's going to be about the integrity of the game. I think he's got too much invested in the PGA Tour. I don't see him making the jump. But just to compare this parallel with a different sport, right? Aaron Donald just signed a contract to make himself the highest paid non-quarterback player in National Football League history the other day, Shannon. He's only making $95 million. Wow. <laughs> Should have been a golfer, right? Should have been a golfer. You don't have to worry about concussions, getting hit, injuries. I mean, you get some injuries, I guess, being a golfer, but nothing like you would be in, in the NFL. So, man, that by comparison, yeah, he should have played golf. By comparison, you should play any other sport than <laughs> the National Football League where you're getting concussions and hurting your body. Hell, go play baseball and sign a contract for a significant amount more money. Be a starting pitcher and pitch every, what, five or six days. Exactly, yes. (laughs) Just pitch every once every blue moon and make more money than Aaron Donald, who is now the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history. 502-571-1080, let's uh, take a call, Shannon. Let's go to Dalton. What's up, Dalton? Hey, Dalton. Hey, how y'all doing? First of all, compliment Shannon without even breaking conversation, seamlessly answers my phone calls. It's awesome. <laughs> I've learned to do that, man. It's a uh, it's a learned skill. You li- listen to two different things with each ear. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I just wondered, does everybody in the PGA and all these people we got problem with uh, live golf? Do they all draft free of uh, I'm not sure. I mean, our problem is the, the morals and, and politics of that country. Uh, do they know where their gas comes from in the fuel tank? I mean, that's a good point. The U.S. government does a lot of dealings with the Saudis. So do we just expect the golfers to be one to make political statements and to stand up to these oppressive regimes? I don't know. I mean, I'm just thinking if, if you're so upset about it that you're going to get mad at golfers banning them from your organization, then probably ought to stop going to the gas pump as well. That's true. All right, anything else, Dalton? Uh, okay. That's <laughs> All, right. All right, there you go. There's Dalton. All right, there you are, Dalton. You make your way over to the Saudi League, and uh, you can pay for all the gas you need. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I think we buy in everyday life and don't really think about where it comes from. You know, you probably don't care where it comes from, right? I mean, how many things have you flipped over and it says made in China? Right? Oh, pretty much anything. Do we agree with everything that's happening over in no. China? And if can we can we be real about it? Yeah, that's a lot what of we are. a lot of things made in China are better than some of the stuff <laughs> made here in the states. I'm just saying. Well, they're probably cheaper. Yep. If, as we enter this world of inflation, 502-571-1080, who's up next? Tyler. What's up, Tyler? Hey, guys. Um, first time caller. Um, so just a couple thoughts on the, you know, the, the live uh, golf league, I guess. I mean, I, I personally think it's a good idea because it's, you know, the competition, right? I mean, PGA kind of has the monopoly on the golf game, and I think it would be good to have kind of a, a fresh new take. Um, if they can get some of the bigger names to come over, which I think they will, with that amount of money, it's going to be almost impossible to turn down uh, for some of these guys. Um, and, you know, I mean, I think it's it's, it's a new take on, on golf. And, I mean, I, I'm a big golfer. I think that, you know, there's lots of ways to play the golf, you know, the game of golf. I mean, obviously go out with some buddies and there's ten different ways you can play around, you know. Yeah, you can also pick um, up, you know, uh ten foot putts. You can play that way if you want. <laughs> yeah, 
good point. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I expect to see, you know, some bigger names, um, you know, enter their name into it. I mean, that's an outrageous amount of money, um, you know, for, for, to not even win, you know, $125 million for DJ. That's incredible. Yeah, they got deep enough pockets where they're at the point where they they don't care if it succeeds or not, Shannon. They're just throwing money one way or another. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if they got the money to throw out there, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of uh, professional golfers that would be willing to take it. And so. now if they can compete in majors at the same time, I feel like we're going to get a lot more golfers doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would be surprised. I mean, I think it depends on who, who all enters in this, right? Like, I think that has a lot of weight on, you know, what these major tournaments say about, uh, you know, like, whether they're going to let these guys compete in it if they go to this live league or whatever, I, I do believe that, you know, I think the names are going to kind of alter the decision-making process for these major tournaments. Like somebody like DJ who has like a, ma- you know, a major following, it's going to be hard, I think, for, you know, the masters to, you know, tell him that he can't compete. Just, you know, from a rating standpoint, if a bunch of these guys go over there um, and they're, you know, big name guys like how do you you know you're gonna hurt your you know they got to look out for their own interests too i mean obviously the pga but you know the masters tournament and, and all the other tournaments um so i think it's going to be interesting yeah absolutely and and dustin johnson a former champion at the masters so will they invite him back will they worry about their own bottom dollar uh anything else right. tyler uh well just one quick thing so when i was in college i went to wku and when i was in college oh, hell yeah um yeah, yeah, go top. Um, and go cats too. But, uh, so when I was in college, obviously Bowling Green is a refugee town and there's a lot of, uh, students that were from Saudi Arabia and stuff. I had some finance classes and stuff with them. Um, you know, it's surprising or not surprising that they did this because there was a guy that was telling me one time who I guess he was maybe the son of, of a wealthy guy in Saudi who was telling me that his dad had came to, flew into Lexington on a, you know, private jet and bought a, a horse for $24 million um, Wow! in Lexington. And so this was, of course, you know, five, six years ago when he was telling me this. But when I heard the amount of money that they were throwing around, I instantly thought about the amount of money that that guy paid for a, a, a racehorse. Um, it just goes to show you, like, the money, the money is endless. And it, I think the numbers are going to get even higher. Yeah, it very well could. Thank you for calling in, Tyler. That that's just that's eye popping to hear, Shannon. Twenty four million dollars for a horse. I can I can believe it. I can see him coming in on their their private jet to sweep up a horse. But it's just, it's still you hear numbers like that and you you wonder about the ketchup you're putting on yourself in practice. <laughs> exactly. It's like man, a lot a lot of money tied up in horses. A lot of money. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. Five zero two five seven one ten eight. We'll take a break. Can when I, we come back, before I, we go, can I can I tell you something else? Yes, please. Uh, speaking of a lot of money, a lot of money gets tied up in pain relief. Billy, oh, you know? good transition. You know, you go through surgery, you, you you go to the doctor, they give you drugs and steroids and all this stuff. You don't have to deal with that because QC Kinetics is here. We're in the most active season of the year right now. But if you have joint pain, you can't live life like you want to. Hip pain. Knee pain, back pain, shoulder pain. It sucks the fun out of living, but QC Kinetics is helping people get real pain relief with advanced regenerative treatments from local medical professionals. Regenerative medicine is the hottest thing going right now. It's basically taking growth factors with healing uh, properties from your own body, and then they put them right back into your aching joints. It's pretty uh, amazing to see this this procedure. And 
right now, if you give them a call at 859-534-8600, you can get a free consultation. Again, real pain relief with no drugs, no surgery, no downtime. QC Kinetics, 859-534-8600. So stop putting it off. Call QC Kinetics now to learn more and get that free consultation. 859-534-8600, Billy, for QC Kinetics. Plenty of golfers out there could be using a little QC Kinetics. That's right. We'll take a break and come back for final segment here on the KSR Pre-Show. You're listening to the KSR Pre-Show on Talk Radio 1080. Welcome back. It's our final segment of the KSR Pre-Show. Billy Rutledge and Shannon the Dude. Tom Hart is next on KSR, but Shannon, what were you going to say? Yeah, right I was going to say I, uh, I am playing this one for a reason. I don't know if you saw the video that I tweeted out yesterday of Metallica's Kirk Hammett. He's the guitar player, or one right. of the guitar players. He's playing a live show, and he's he's you know starting the uh, guitar riff to this song, and he completely botches it. He starts to miss a couple of notes, and he, you start to see the thing slowly kind of just go off the rails. And uh, it reminded me of like when you, you know, you probably played Guitar Hero back in the day, right? Oh, yeah. You know, you would start missing a couple of notes and all of a sudden you miss too many notes and they boo you off the stage. That's kind (laughs) of what happened. He didn't get booed off the stage, but he just laid down on his back and had to restart the show. Just completely botched the song. So for anybody who has ever tried to learn to play guitar, you've been there before. You know the frustrations of trying to play. You know, you get hung up on a riff that you just can't play for whatever reason. This guy has probably played that song i would say a thousand times in his career but it just goes to show you even sometimes the pros screw up when it's live even the greats that's can, right can screw it up it oh. was the it was the calluses for me shannon yes yes that you took get, a while you have to develop those calluses on your front fingers before you can actually you know get into playing for a, a long amount of time by the way speaking of which a band who never screws up on stage <clears throat> alice blue Gown. oh yes this saturday night we're going to be in moorhead kentucky with ovw so we want to promote that show ovw from okay. seven to nine ovwrestling.com for all the details then on friday night we're coming to my home county bullet county we're not going to be in mount washington but we will be at hillview the hillview softball field usually has a good crowd out there so again hillview friday night saturday night moorhead for ovw and then the Alice Blue Gown after party going on in Moorhead on Saturday night. OVWrestling.com for your tickets. Sounds like the thing to do this weekend. Yes. I, I enjoyed the show at Country Boy a lot and excited to go to another one. Yes. Uh, Shannon, one person wrote in, why not just take the blood money from Saudi Arabia and then donate it to a good cause? Well, yeah, I guess you could do that. Yeah. T- taking I mean, their money and giving it to charity. Just give it to charity. Then you're not the bad guy there. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. Yep. Uh, we mentioned Tom Hart is going to be hosting KSR today from 10 a.m. to noon. He has become a favorite throughout the Big Blue Nation of some of the things that he'll slip into his broadcast referencing KSR shows. I've gone through a lot of them, Shannon, and have made a little compilation. Let's listen to Tom Hart, some of his best moments here. All right, here we go. It's largest lead of the game at 12-2, to two, and then Kentucky went on the run. It was so quiet in here, you could hear a nose whistle. <laughs> <laughs> pulled away, so at this point, as we get ready to start the second half, Kentucky's up at 14 biggins. Tom Hart alongside Andy Kennedy. That's what they say around here. I didn't know if you knew that. Kentucky had a super fan by the name of John Short. He expects Kentucky to win every game by about a billion. Well, John, hopefully this brings you a smile. His mom passed away today, so our condolences to the Short family. His cats have a 7-0 lead. Asha McGinnis, a registered financial advisor, also hosts a podcast about Kentucky football. And Yaka, he's got... Two field goals in the first half, and all the scoring for Dallas comes off the leg of the former Kentucky Wildcat. 
three shooters around. Don't forget, after us, it's Arkansas and Kentucky midterm, second semester. Sophomore Nick Richards looking to get it going for the Wildcats. Felipe Hase gets a triple. Oh, it's a bam bam firepower up front now for seven. <laughs> they have the offensive firepower to certainly test Tennessee. Bam bam firepower for Mississippi State. What do you think? Well, I think uh, the state's going. Welcome back to the SEC on ESPN. Santa Blue Soup probably listens to Alice Blugow. Yeah. Hey. There's a new establishment in Lexington called KS Bar. On their menu is shrimp and grits. The description is a southern tradition, just like losing to Florida. It almost seems preordained, especially when you take into account the Kentucky drive-killing turnovers. See if they can reverse the trend that dates to 1987. SEC tournament crown in 40 years. Well, if you said it's up to me, I got some work to do. I got to work on my eights, but I do know this after talking with Rick Barnes earlier today. Through with his right hand, but still got enough of it to knock it off EKU. More turnovers in this game than there are in the local radio industry. Hey, attention to detail by the young Kentucky Wildcats. Running quarterbacks, Arkansas. Quarterback Matt Jones, Kentucky fans remember him. He was part of that seven overtime game here, and in that game, Houston Nutt did everything they could from a game planning perspective to free Matt Jones and get him to run. Well, there you go, man. That was, first of all, phenomenal job by you to put all of those together in a two minute compilation. But that right there is two minutes of why. Everybody in Big Blue Nation loves Tom Hart. All those references from the show that he's worked in throughout the years. And I've always wondered, what does the person working with Tom Hart think? Or do they even realize what he's talking about? they got to be like, what? Why, why is he singing Amarillo by morning? What is yeah, he talking was, about? One of those, there was three guys there, and Tom pitches it to one by, guy by going, bam, bam, firepower. What do you think about that one? <laughs> he goes, yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, like, did you just create that uh, slogan on your own there off the fly? <laughs> what, what was that? I love it's, it, man. That is awesome. It's so quiet in here, you could hear a nose whistle. <laughs> That's one of my favorites, too. So really looking forward to hearing Tom Hart on KSR a little bit later today. Uh, Shannon, do we have anybody left on the line? Yeah, let's go to Joe. Over? What's up, Joe? Hey, Joe. Yeah, you know, yesterday those uh, gentlemen were really good with a lot of stats on UK, this or that. I wonder next year if they could come up with the stats when UK, in, say in the last five years when they play at a venue that has alcohol, you know, alcohol sales and don't have alcohol sales, and see what the Wildcat record might be. I got a feeling that the record is probably better, uh, more wins than losses. And maybe Mr. Barnhart might figure that out one day and start letting the Wildcat fans have an alcohol beverage at, at the uh, Wildcat football, basketball, whatever, girls, whatever. Maybe Mr. Barnhart, born again Christian, will understand that there's other people besides his point of view when it comes to alcohol. Thanks a lot. Goodbye. Thank you, Joe. Well, Thank one, one can only hope that eventually we get alcohol. We had a caller that said we will have alcohol sales in Krogerfield this fall. Yeah, after the concert that they had, Shannon. Yeah. I, I think they're going to see the numbers from that, and, and they're going to be too enticed to do it. So, I mean, my prediction is by the time the part of my take guys host again that alcohol will be implemented at U.K. athletic events. But I'm not sure if, if Joe is right by saying that Kentucky has a better record in games where alcohol is sold. I don't know. I mean, what would be the, the theory behind that, that maybe – Fans who have been drinking alcohol are louder, <laughs> more into the game. The Kentucky players care a little bit more when well, they hear the yeah. fans that yeah. are a little bit drunker in these games instead of the other ones. <laughs> well, maybe you're a little bit louder. Maybe if you haven't had anything to drink, you're sitting there on your hands quietly. But if you've had a little something to drink, you're like, woohoo, let's go. You know, you're making all this noise, and maybe that contributes to the team playing better. I don't know. 
I guess. I don't know. I just know that the drinking's getting done in the parking lot. Yeah. They're nevertheless. Drinking, they're drinking one way or another. It, it's happened. That's right. All, All right. right. That's going to do it for us. Tom Hart is next for Shan the Dude. I'm Billy Rutledge. We'll talk to you tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.